Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Tell me, what was the creepiest hotel you remember seeing on TV? The one from American Horror Story. You mean hotel? Correct. Tell me the creepiest hotel you've ever stayed at. The Shoreline. In Muskegon? Yes. Yes. Although I like it. I do like it, too. I like it. But the first time I walked in, I was like, oh. (laughs) Welcome to The Shining, everyone. Right. All play and no work make Jack a doll boy. Now. All work and no play makes Jack a doll boy. What'd I say? All play and no work. (laughs) That just makes me a Kennedy. Right. (laughs) All right. Now, if this show, American Horror Story Hotel, and the Shoreline Inn had an aquatic baby, what would it be? The Queen Mary. Absolutely. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome everyone to this week's show of Fireproof Your Finances. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me today, my beautiful wife. Hello, everyone. Rested wife. Maybe. Mostly. I've been taking a nap. Of course. Vanessa Markey. Hi. We should do a, so we've got Twitter now. Yes. Fire show, nope. Fireproof show. Right. At twitter.com. Uh-huh. We should do a survey on there. I found that you can do a survey. Okay. And see how many of our listeners think that you've got a thyroid problem based on how much you like to sleep. That's not funny. What? I didn't, I didn't say it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start self-diagnosing or group diagnosing your medical conditions. I don't have medical conditions. I just like to sleep. Right. So join us. Talk to us. Give us your finance questions. We'd love to hear from you guys at Fireproof Show on Twitter. Not dot com. Don't say it. Dot com. No. <laughs> we have had some of you guys interacting. We, I think it was quite funny. The guy that we saw in the hotel lobby. With bar. The, the shirt hanging off the back of his shirt. Yes. Like. Not like just thrown over his shoulders, like on a hanger, hooked to the neckline of the shirt that he had on. Mm-hmm. So you can find that at Fireproof Show at Twitter, on Twitter. I took a stealthy picture. You did. I was like, hey, take a picture of that. You're like, she just, I go, hey, you got to get a picture of this guy. All she does, she grabs her phone, just turns it towards me, and there's already the picture. It was great. The fact that you and I both had the same sense of humor on that, too. I love it. I just don't understand why you would put a shirt on a hanger and hang it on the back of your collar. So are you going to. shirt that you're wearing. Neither do I. You got to see the picture. Are you going to tell everyone or should I? About what? <laughs> that did sound far more serious. Where we're doing the show from. Oh, well, if they haven't figured it out based on 
our intro. Or our Twitter, dot right. com handle. Not dot com. Anyway, we are currently in California. Again. On the Queen Mary. Now we're south of where we were before. Thank goodness, because yeah. it's warmer. No more feces streets of San Francisco. Right. And I was talking to some people who were there only, I know this doesn't have to do with our show, but they were there three or four years ago. They loved it, and they were shocked when we told them. How bad it was. Correct. Mm -hmm. And I was reading an article while we've been down here. I think that was the Horn of the Queen Mary. What time is it? It's 10. Yep. There it is. There you go. But the article I read said that it's gone downhill in a very short period of time. Correct. And we are here. What is the Queen Mary? It's a almost 100-year-old cruise ship now. Yes. Now, they call them steamliners. Is that just, do they not call them cruise ships because the purpose of it was to transport you across Atlantic? Correct. You weren't just on a joyride. Well, actually, they ended up kind of using it as a joyride. Some did. Right. So I had a conference in Southern California mm -hmm. for one of the insurance companies that we do business with. Yes. And then on, on the back end, we figured we're already here. They paid for the plane tri trip or plane ticket. Plane trip? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm in California. I'm using new terms. Right. I now identify as somebody who can't use English. Okay. Yep. So for those of you who would like to come out to the Queen Mary, I'm just going to give you a little bit of insight. What? Actually, to be honest, I'm fairly impressed. When you first walk in, it is a little creepy. Like you're walking in Twilight Zone style. Well, and let's be real, a month or so ago when I told you we needed to go to this conference, I said, and on the back end, we get to sit or stay on a retired cruise ship that's as old, basically, as the Titanic. Right. And kind of looks like it, too. But it's mm -hmm. way bigger. It is bigger. Surprisingly. Yes. So we get brought to our room and we walk in. And you know how they say that, like, places can take really good photographs <laughs> and it looks super awesome? Mm -hmm. You walk in and it looks like it's still straight out of 1907. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like everything is original. They have their light switches, our buttons, you push them. Mm -hmm. you, you don't flip, you push. They have all of the old faucets in the showers, which apparently they had fresh water and salt water returns. Mm -hmm. But so you're kind of weirded out. But then the bellman who took our bags up was describing that they tried to keep everything as original as possible. Well, and our room got upgraded, and he and so at the front of our room, they we've got this whole suite. We got it for right. the same price as a room, but it's just traveling a lot. It just happens. And you stay up later than I do, and get up earlier than I do. So and so they they upgrade us, and at the front of our room is this tiny. Well, I mean, it was a good size probably for the time, but compared to the other rooms in this suite, this tiny room. With a bed in it and a, a sink and stuff, which is for your servant. Yeah, he goes and over on your right. Which he should have said, and to the starboard. Separate <laughs> wasn't because over to your right. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so you have like. He's like over to your right is your servants' quarters. I'm like, hun, that's your room. Okay, no, <laughs> nope. That wouldn't have worked. Um, but it's just it's very interesting, and it's really cool to be able to walk around and just see exactly what they have back in the day on this ship. And it's kid friendly. It is absolutely kid friendly. I would like to take our kids back here. And you're close to Disney. Yep. So. It's, we don't do this often, and we have, they didn't upgrade us because they knew we were going to talk about them. In fact, we are going to snap a picture of the recording equipment and put that on Twitter going, and what does the housekeeping think when they walk into a room with this? Right. But we rec I would recommend it. It's affordable. Yeah, it's, it's really inexpensive. I mean, I was surprised. It's kid-friendly. Yeah. And there's a lot of history here. And they have, like, tours that right. they'll take you on, which I think, I mean... 
for a day or two with kids. Eventually, mm-hmm. I think they'll get, you know, they wouldn't be able to spend an entire week on here without no. going stir crazy. But but look it up. Queen Mary in Long Beach, California. Yes. So we have used almost our entire first segment talking about, about the Queen Mary. But it is a boat, and anyone who knows me knows don't bring up boats unless you want to have a 10-minute or more conversation. Right. He's already trying to figure out how to get this thing back in the water. Well, it is in the water, but launched. Yes. I said it's a good thing I'm not in charge of something like this because I can't stand the fact that it's... Can't fire up the engines and take it for a spin. I want to hear him run. <laughs> no. Nope. But today's show, we're going to talk about warning signs. The warning signs that your advisor might not be a good advisor. Mm -hmm. Warning signs that your advisor may be putting his or her interests in front of yours. Correct. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get into it. When you lose a spouse, you are faced with a whirlwind of emotions and decisions. Finances are the last thing on your mind. At Legacy Financial Network, we focus on making life transitions easier. That is why we've put together a helpful guide that focuses on what women should do before they lose their spouse. Give us a call at 855-LF-NETWORK or LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to get your copy. Life transitions are never easy, but we can help. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Finances. I have to say we are excited to be with you. Mm -hmm. It's not often that we get to record on location, right? but it's kind of enjoyable. A little bit more relaxing. Mm-hmm. Don't have kids yelling at us. <laughs> Oftentimes, we've got a small studio in Norton Shores in our office there, and the kids are with us most of the time. Right. And we can now. Well, we, they do frown upon leaving them home. <laughs> yeah. Mitch, our producer behind the scenes, does a fantastic job of drowning them out and making the audio so you guys can't hear them. Right. But we can hear them as we're recording. You hear this, mom, and then you hear, and that's. Doesn't really get us to pause the recording. It's when you hear mom and then you hear right. Then you're going, what did they break now? And actually, no, it's more so 10 seconds, no screaming, no screaming. They're okay. Yep. (laughs) And continue. So we've talked about nothing yet, and I apologize, but we're having a good time with you guys. Hopefully, you are too. Remember, you can find us on Twitter. Um, We appreciate everyone who's been interacting on that. It still blows me away. Vanessa can tell you anytime I do a tweet, and within minutes, we're getting 20, 30 people looking at it. I'm going, where are they? It's like, it's social media, honey. I don't get it. I but know, anyway, you know. so we're appreciative. We're happy to be here. Today, we're going to talk about, it's time we dive in, to warning signs that your advisor might not be a good advisor. Right. Now, tell everyone why we thought of this topic. Well, when we go to these events, you have meetings. I've gone to some of those meetings now. Mm-hmm. Um, And there are just some people that I know I am going to have to have a cocktail to talk to. Right. (laughs) Because they say things about how they do business or what they do. And you just look at them and you go, really? Mm -hmm. Like, that really is okay in your head? No. And I don't know if you all know this, but I have a very hard time keeping my mouth shut. No. Somebody says something stupid. No way. Oh, hold on. Time out. Pause that play. It's not necessarily stupid. It's... When they say something that... Shady business practice. Yes. And it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't treat your parents like this. I mean, maybe you would. I don't know. Yeah. But And I say parents because a lot of these people are my parents' age right. in their mid-50s. So it wouldn't be their grandparents at that point. But yes, anyway. everyone's surprised when they find out how young we are. Right. Which I take as a sign that I'm aging horribly. <laughs> 
So after the conference got done and we were sitting talking about it, we just kind of came up with this because there's probably, there's a good handful of people that you talk to at some of these things and you just kind of look at them like, I don't know that that's the greatest way to do that or conduct mm -hmm. your business. So we thought, you know, maybe we'd discuss that and give some people a head. Well, and I work a lot of hours. It surprises Correct. people, you know, because if I put priorities, it would be faith, family, then business, always in that but the problem I have is I feel like this is a calling and this is something I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. It's my life's purpose. I think we're all put on earth for a purpose. And what we do in the financial services world um, over this weekend, it's a bad analogy, but I think it works. You know which one I'm going to use? No. I think right now most of the world looks at the financial services industry as the TMZ version of Mel Gibson. Oh, yes. Yeah, we were talking about this. But what we do... If we're doing it right, we should be the Braveheart version right. of Mel Gibson. Right. We change lives. Mm -hmm. I've had people in tears. I've had people, I mean, just break down because something they thought they could never do is coming to fruition. Right. Or, yeah, I mean, I can't describe it. But so what we do is so important. Mm -hmm. Yet there's a lot of people in our industry. We've got this dichotomy that I see going on that... Half, maybe even more than half our industry is still in the transactional side. Right. It's, I just need to get paper signed. And that's what started in the 1980s. We create mm -hmm. 401ks in 1978. Before 78, before the 401k, advisors didn't work with everyday people. Right. You had stockbrokers mm -hmm. and you had investment advisors, which is what I am. Right. And an investment advisor is regulated as a fiduciary, kind of like a doctor or lawyer. Maybe I shouldn't use lawyer, but... <laughs> You have rules and regulations that you have to follow. And, and we got to do not, you get in trouble. And you got to prove you're acting in somebody's best interest. Right. It's them above you. And a stockbroker, you understood that that wasn't the case. If you wanted to buy, I always say, 500 shares of Ford stock, you understood they're going to say, that's a Mr. Markey, that's a great idea. It's so great. In fact, you should buy 600. Right. It's like going through McDonald's back before they had that, um, before they had that Netflix documentary come out about them. Before that Super Size Me documentary. Oh, that was in a Netflix thing. That was whatever. It's on Netflix now. Before that, you went through McDonald's and they always said what? Super Size Me. Yeah. Do you want to, would you like to supersize that today? Right. And then you almost felt like if they didn't ask you, like, what's wrong with me? Am right. I too fat that you don't think you should be asking me? And I always went through the drive through going, I'm not going to do it, not going to do it. Well, Sir, it's only an extra 25 cents. Well, if it's only 25 cents, I'll just throw out the, fr I'll just throw out the extra fries. You never throw out the nope. extra fries. You always eat them. All. Correct. Because they put like crack in them because you can't stop eating them. So, but you, you understood that was going to be the case. Right. And this is what happened to our industry. We create the 401k and now you've got people, everyday Americans buying and selling stocks, bonds, mutual funds. Mm -hmm. They need an advisor. They need somebody to work with them. And so financial advice became mainstream. It also became transactional mm -hmm. because they didn't generate enough revenues to charge a 1% fee for somebody who was just starting out. Right. And that's where things changed. So we've still got a big part of our industry who's transactional. Um, we can't use a name. I guess we could use a name, but out I'm of respect, well, let's not use a name. And there's a story that you've heard now many times about a producer mm -hmm. who's a likable person. Yeah. Enough. Enough. Um, I think he means well. Correct. I think he's a nice guy. I think in his heart of hearts, he's a good person. I think. I would hope so. 
I'm saying I think I, I believe so. Right. But tell us the story of what his close is. He and this always drives me crazy because it's like really he thinks that it's okay to like bring because you've got binders and whatever. He and, still travels to people's homes. Right. He still travels to people's homes. He, they don't come to his office, and he'll have files. And files of other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. And to try and get them to close, it'll be like, oops, somebody's file fell open and look at the business that they're doing with me. Yeah, he'll have friends of his write checks for particular insurance products or investment products. And make it look like a huge... Yeah, say 300000 and 500000 mm-hmm. He'll accidentally let them fall out as he's making his presentation to you because people want to do business with others who are doing business. Correct was successful. Right. So our number one, that's what made us think of this show. And I'm sorry it took us so long to get into it. But I think it's important to know the background. Right. Well, and the other thing from a legal standpoint is technically you're not supposed to talk about your clients. Well, you're not, not by like, I don't know any, I don't know any of your clients' names. Right. Unless we've ran into them on the street and they're like, hey, Michael, this is so-and-so. But I don't know. Other than that, it's Hi, this is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Nice to meet you. That's a lie because my mom's a client and you're well aware who she is. That is different. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, it's you're not allowed to give out that information. Correct. It's illegal. Nor do I. Right. So to have these fake checks or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, even if it's not a real client, that is shady to me. It is shady. And I'm not a regulator. I'm not sure it's actually illegal. Oh. Because he doesn't say here's... You're inferring because you see a $300,000 check. Right. I don't know. Don't care. I mean, I guess I do. But our show is about giving you warning signs. Right. So that was one of the ones that we thought of first. Now, Mm -hmm. how would you know, though, that they were doing that? And what you and I talked about is there's sometimes that you can't know. And a lot of the things we're going to go over today are things that by themselves isn't a big deal. But when they are combined. Correct. Is a huge issue. Now, we used the word close earlier. I hate that term. Right. I hate it, but it shows the transactional nature that our business, our firm, not our firm, our industry is fighting. Mm-hmm. I've written articles saying how we should stop using that term because I think right. of like a lawyer. And if you heard a lawyer that you just brought on for some, you know, a, a, an important financial decision, a trust or uh, forming a company or whatever it may be, that you just retain their services. If you saw, let's say, her at a at a restaurant mm-hmm. and you went up to say, hey, I'm excited to work with you. And as you're walking up to her, you hear, yeah, I had a great day. I finally closed Mr. Markey. Right. You just went from, to me, sounding like you were there to help me to now making it sound transactional. Right. But that's a term our industry uses. Yeah. So we're going to use it today as much as that just drives me nuts. So one of the warning signs that we want to share with you is looking the part. Mm -hmm. By itself, if an advisor doesn't look the part, that's okay. I'm not saying that somebody who wears Tommy Bahama and is very casual isn't a good advisor. Right. I'm just saying that I think it's important to present yourself in a professional manner. And some of the things we talked about, number one, was office. How does their office space look? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be... The Taj Mahal. Nope. And maybe we should be cautious if it is the Taj Mahal. Right. So these, just like I said, can go both ways. They can be good or bad. Right. 
But I think that office needs to be respectable. Mm-hmm. And there should be staff. Right. Because there's a lot of these one advisor practices that don't have staff. And my opinion of that is that if they're not willing to invest in the staff, there's things that they could miss. Right. And when they go on vacation and you need a withdrawal, they go, well, you got my personal cell. Come on. Yeah. How often are you going to actually answer that? And even if they are answering it, you know, we talked about having the uh, your priorities in line. Mm-hmm. You know, faith, family, then work. Mm-hmm. There should be somebody there to answer the phones for you. Right. Well, and prime example, this um, conference. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people got off their flights and sat in the shuttle that we had to ride in on their phone the whole time because they had all of these messages. Right. And we had one gentleman sitting across the way saying, so-and-so deferred blah, blah, blah until whatever for taxes. And now they've got to get this done by next week. And I'm not there. Right. And he was worried on, you know, we get to hear the back end of the story. Right. Going, I don't know how we're going to be able to do this. Yeah, because I'm not going to get home until the 10th or whatever. Right. I want to share a story that happened on Facebook a few years ago. And it was during or around the election time. And it's a family member of mine. To protect their identity, I'm going to call that. I'm going to change their name. Okay. We'll call him Uncle Meave. Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. So Uncle Meave said that he didn't like Donald Trump because he doesn't trust. It was talking about how Donald Trump said he would reduce his salary to a dollar. Okay. And he said he would never do business with somebody who didn't need the money. Okay. And I thought about it. Now, I didn't respond because I don't want to get into that war. But I thought, really? So you're telling me if you need heart surgery, you're going to go to the brokest doctor you can find? Absolutely not. When you need your taxes done, you're going to go to the brokest CPA you can find. Nope. And you want the brand new attorney when you're having your trust done because they need your business. Right. No, you want somebody who doesn't need your business. Right. And we hope that when somebody doesn't need your business, that it means that they're well qualified. It means they're successful. We all want to work with successful people Mm -hmm. because it's a sign that they do a good job. Right. It doesn't mean they do a good job. It's a sign. Right. There's some people who are great at acting, which was our whole point about some of the people we meet at these conferences. Right. So a nice office, I think, is a sign that somebody is successful. Mm -hmm. Well dressed is a sign that somebody is successful. Right. A nice car. Now, nice car. I'm I'm good if somebody has a Honda Accord. I'm not saying that it's not a nice car. It doesn't have to be something flashy. Right, but it's nice, well-maintained. Right. And these are just signs somebody's doing good. Mm-hmm. Now, if they don't have those things, these aren't, you know, if they drive a 1980 rusted-out pickup, maybe that's why their fees are lower. Right. Maybe they just don't care. Maybe it's cool to them. So, Don't not do business with somebody because of those, but take those as a sign to dig a little deeper. Right, and do a little bit more research. Sense of urgency. So if they don't have those things, they have a cruddy office or it's not that nice, they don't have staff, um, they don't have a nice car, they don't dress that well, and then they have this sense of urgency with you. That's where these things start to compound. So the sense of urgency is in our industry, they call it first call close. Right, which they used to push all the time at the other place that we both work at. And I've heard some of the top producers in our industry tout their, oh, they don't. their first call close ratio still. Right. And they won't meet with somebody more than twice. Right. So should you not do business with somebody that way? Personally, I don't think that they know you well enough. I agree. In one appointment to know exactly what is going to be the most beneficial for you, in my opinion. In my opinion, I would never do business with them. 
Sense of urgency, though, I think is a warning sign. Right. An advisor is not willing to, you spent 30 years accumulating this. Mm-hmm. They should take more than 30 minutes to help you figure out what you should do. Absolutely. CE credits, we're running out of time, but those are continuing education. Yep. So here's how you can figure it out. You can go to Google, mm-hmm. which is google.com. For, the, for once, you're correct on that, yes. And put look up insurance license in Michigan. Look up insurance license in Michigan. Just type that into the bar. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to, it's pretty self-explanatory. You'll look up an individual license. You can put my name, Michael Markey. You'll find me. It's going to show that I'm in Grand Rapids. That's yep. our main office. Yep. And you're going to see that it's going to talk about continuing education at the bottom of the page. You can click it to say, see continuing education. Right. Because you have classes every year that you have to do mm-hmm. to maintain your license. A lot of advisors, you'll see that they will, they'll have active license. Then it will say suspended, active, suspended, active, suspended. Why? Because they didn't do their CE credit. Now, is this a sign that you shouldn't do business with somebody or a reason that you shouldn't? No, it's a sign that you shouldn't. There could be an issue. When your license lapses due to continuing education credits, you can't get paid. Right. You cannot, you can no longer receive funds from any business that you've done. So my thought is that if an advisor doesn't have a system to make sure that revenues can come in, which is... from a financial perspective, the most important thing of a right. business, right? right? From the financial perspective. If they don't have a system that makes sure that the revenues can come in, then when you want a withdrawal or a change of beneficiary or to make an investment change, mm-hmm. how positive are you that they have a system to make sure that that gets done? Not very. They didn't even have a system to make sure they'd get paid for the work they've already completed. Correct. Now you believe that they have a system to make sure that you don't fall through the cracks? And that... You don't get your funds on time when you request them. Mm-hmm. Traveling to homes. Mm-hmm. This is something that I get it, that there's some, they'll call them old school people in our industry. They still travel to homes. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of success, though, because I would love, I really enjoyed going to people's homes. It was more relaxing. I liked right. the little drive time in between. Right. You, you, get, to, you get to unwind. But if I did that, we already have people waiting three to five weeks to get in. Right. If I started traveling to people's homes, it would they'd be two months out. Right. So is it reason not to do business with somebody? No, it's a sign. The last one is complaints. Now, complaints in our industry are difficult because you got to be really upset. Think of this. Right. It's a relationship-based industry. So for somebody to write a complaint, and it's got to be formal. they got to write it down, yeah, send it in. this isn't like going on to Yelp. Mm-mm, because we can't use Yelp in our industry. Right. So you can do this. All you got to do is go to Google and put up Look Up Financial Advisor. And there's going to be something, there's going to be three down after the advertisements. It's going to have a, a web page of FINRA. Mm-hmm. And you can put up the advisor's name. You can put mine in there, Michael J. Markey Jr. It'll bring, it, bring me up. And it'll say zero disclosures. Just means that we've never had a complaint. Right. Doesn't mean we've done everything perfect. No. Means when we've messed up, we've fixed it. Right. But it's never been so bad that somebody went through a written complaint. Because that takes a lot of time. The other day I was with the advisor. Oh, we wanted to see if they could do fee-based advising because they were charging them commissions. Mm-hmm. And they wanted fee-based. So we looked it up and I used that to see this person's licensing. And we looked it up and there was three complaints. Right. The three complaints were for not accurately describing the services they were providing, which was the exact same thing that they were just complaining about. Right. Going, well, because he had said, well, if I charge you commissions, there's no, never another fee. 
Well, mutual fund always has an ongoing fee. Right. So is that a reason not to do business? No, it's certainly a sign. So our things are looking the part. There's a lot of people that look the part that maybe are faking it till they make it is what they'll say. Right. But it's something you should look for. Mm -hmm. Traveling to the home. Sense of urgency. The two biggest for me, that sense of urgency, this fault, you got to do it today or else you can never do it. Right. Or not keeping up with their continuing education. Absolutely. Because if you don't have a system for that, then you there's a lot of systems that you need that you also don't have. Right. It's all the time we have for today. I want to remind you, you can find us on Twitter, Fireproof Show um, at Twitter. You can also go online, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. It's LegacyFinancialNetwork.com or call us at 589-4004. It's 616-589-4004. We just completed our workshops this month for Social Security and Finance and Retirement. However, we do have a set coming up next month. I encourage you to go on now before they're filled up. Right. Because I get people all the time going, well, God, I don't want to wait longer. The weather's turning nasty. It's getting colder out. We do them on Saturdays and a weeknight, different areas every month. Go on now, LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Sign up while there's still available spots. Till next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.